0: This is Adam Schefter live from the End End for the Core Four podcast.
1: Well, woman, I love its name, Ramona. Kind of looks like Tip is Storm And she danced like a little each She works down the Snake Farm Snake Farm It
0: just sounds nasty Snake Farm It pretty much is Snake Farm It's a reptile house Snake Farm
1: Alright, today is November 6th. Uh, Welcome back to the Core 4 Podcast. Once again, we are goofless. There's no goofing around today. (laughs) The boys got priorities, I guess, going to take you to class. Uh, But we've got a pretty chock full show uh, of a lot of good uh, good. Woody banter and whatnot. Uh, We also have some amazing things coming down the pipeline that we will be revealing over the next couple weeks. Um, So stay tuned next week to listen to uh, a few things here and there we're we're pretty excited about. We can can let one thing out of the bag here. Chunks yesterday, (laughs) um, he uh, received some pretty awesome news about uh, a trip that us and the boys are going to be heading to.
0: Oh yeah. So I got... Four free tickets to the OSU Michigan game. So, we will be taking a trip to Columbus. That's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so that should be a good time. And hopefully, it'll, and actually, it'll definitely be a very big game. Definitely for Michigan, kind of depends if Ohio State loses to Michigan State this weekend on their implications, but it'll be a big game for Michigan. And it's OSU Michigan, so it's always a huge game. So, that'll be a fun time.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, Michigan State will stand in the way but for me I think that it's going to be all the way to the end that yeah. it's do you think that it's probably the biggest game in the rivalry in at least a decade
0: it's yeah I mean I can't think of a time when both teams have been at their peak like this so yeah, it's probably the biggest. It's biggest game in a long time.
1: So we'll have video from there. Uh, might do some live podcast stuff from there. Um, so there'll be plenty of content coming out from that game. Uh, it's gonna be pretty wild. So we're we're really excited to to get that going. So that's just one little tidbit. But well, we got a couple other things coming up the pipeline. But you'll have to uh, you'll have to listen in order to get to that uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, Let's start off with a little uh, NHL talk. Uh, Honestly, uh, big news coming in today. Uh, Joel Quinville, the the big man out in Chicago, has lost his job. Uh, Click, what's what's your take on that?
2: I mean, I think it's sad, but I will say this. I was talking to one of my buddies today. The next person fired from a head coaching position in the NHL, Quinville's the top of the list. So he's not hurting him. He's... He's got three Stanley Cups. He's the longest tenured coach in NHL history. Um, he's fine. Honestly, I think the, the the next thing is to see if he wants to keep coaching or if he wants to retire. And, you know, he's definitely put his time in. I'm, I think the hardest thing would be for some of the guys that won the cup with him, um, you know, Taves, Kane, Seabrook, all those guys. They've they got a long history with him. Um, but he was there for 10 years. Things are changing. You know, we all remember when, you know, Patty King came out and was the young stud. Well, there's it's they're getting older now. They're not necessarily old men, but the game's changing. And, you know, he may or may not be able to relate to those younger kids. So phenomenal coach, one of the best in history. Um, He's going to be fine. Um, But I'm sure for some of those, the the vets, I guess you'd call them, it's probably an emotional day for him.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, having the tenure that he has had um, and the great success, obviously, that he's had, um, it's tough to see somebody like that leave. It. That's sort of the scenario where, like, if you win those Cups, you know, you kind of have a deal for life. With that being said, last year was a, just an absolute Disgrace for them, I think. Um, just you know, barely coming out to play, and then this year, right now, they're riding a, a five-game losing streak with only 15 points um, near the bottom. The only the Blues are worse in the Central right now, um, so things aren't looking great for them. But really, I would say it starts at the top. You know, with those things, they need to be able to build a better team um, and just shelling out those money, you know, to all those top-flight players. Doesn't seem to work out in these leagues. Uh, you can see that in the NFL. You see that in the NHL. Um, NBA and MLB are a little bit flex with that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 tough to do with a salary cap league to, to give that much money to just a couple players. But I think it's I, I think it's the right move too. Um, when if you're trying to rebuild, you kind of got to just tear it all down and then move from there.
2: I am surprised that it happened this quickly. I will say that. Um, I'm sure the relationship between Quenville and, and ownership is fine. I'm sure it was amicable. Um, but I, I was thinking about today, you know, let's see where the Blackhawks end up at the end of the season, because we all know how fans are. If they don't make the playoffs or they're out in the first round, ownership is going to catch hell. And they're all going to say it's because they let him go at the beginning of the season even though they lost five games and they're sixth in the central, we're we're at the beginning of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how the team progresses throughout the year because I think if it goes bad, um, there's going to be a backlash. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I know that it's one of the first things I thought of, and I'm sure we all know how Blackhawks fans are. They're very dedicated, some of the best in in the league. Um, So it'll be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, it is surprising they're not completely out of it. Like, they're only two games out of a playoff spot. I know it's super, super incredibly early. but It's
2: early November. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. like, this is the most interesting thing that happened in the NHL season. You know, we were talking yeah. about the other day, and, and I don't even know if it was on the podcast, but beforehand, this is a pretty dull time in the NHL. There, there No one's really, there's no races yet. You know, you're just hoping to latch on to anything. This is... Um, really the first big news, I guess, this year. Well,
1: I mean, the day before, I mean, it's not as big as Joe Quinville, but John Stevens being uh, fired by uh, the Kings was another big one there. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're in a much more dire situation. Um, uh, you know, Dowdy's got nine assists. Um, Kopitar's the leader of the plus minus with zero. So, um, yeah. Uh,
2: but don't worry, Kovalchuk's back in the NHL. Yeah, Woohoo <laughs> you know, I'm sure so there's long. some Devils fans out there that are just hoping he he just completely yeah. you know, blows it out there. <laughs>
1: um, uh, another local thing that happened with the NHL there, uh, the Sabres put up just as many points as the Bills did uh, the other day uh, <laughs> with a nine-point effort, and I wanted to uh, conceptualize it for us here, uh, that sort of beat down. Chunks, have you ever had a as big a beatdown as the uh, the Senators had against the the Sabers.
0: I had a string of nine to nothing losses in soccer games. <laughs> modified. That was against a uh, very good Red Creek team and probably the shittiest Soda's teams. We've always been good at baseball. Always been good at basketball. Soccer. Eh, I mean,
2: our defense was good, but we couldn't score. But wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. You just said you had a series of 9 nothing ass kickings, and you're going to say your defense was good? Hey, it wasn't 16 <laughs> nothing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, fair. Just food for thought.
1: Um, click, have you, ever, have you ever had a truly dominant game, and how did it feel?
2: Um, more, more in my – when I was playing, it was fun to be on the winning end of that. But I will say, now that I'm coaching – I've, I've been on the wrong end of those and, you know, you have 10, nothing, you know, losses. Um, and I think it's so much harder when you're coaching because you you can't do anything. I can't hop on the ice. You two can't run out in the field or anything else. You like, you got to. I mean, you could, um, and I'd probably pay to see it happen, but it's tough. It's really, really, really tough. And, you know, our, our defense wasn't good. Um, and, and that, that definitely showed, but. It's I honestly, for me, I think it's a part of for you know when you know we were younger, or the you know kids, it's um it's a learning experience. Just kind of get through it,
1: yeah, the worst that I was ever in, I was pitching against Lions on J v, and I remember the moment I knew things were gonna go bad. <laughs> um, I think it was the the second inning. i I think I had like struck out the first inning, but then, or you know, struck out the side, and then right at the beginning of the inning, I had uh, it had it been a one-two count, and I threw a split finger, and the kid just absolutely mashed it. I was like, you know, my off-speed stuff is just going to be terrible all day, <laughs> so I was just throwing uh, four seams through it, and then they were pounding me, and I think we lost twenty-six to two that day. Um, I I gave I gave up like seven of the runs. But, like, it just kept on piling and piling and piling as things went on. So You win. Yeah, that was uh, that was a terrible night. Um, yeah, no, I could literally tell the moment when things shifted. But, like, as the winners in that sort of scenario, like, does it start to feel, like, awkward when you're just absolutely just monstering, you know, crushing a team?
0: No, I, I, think... I don't think it's awkward at all. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> one of the best feelings in the world, to be honest. <laughs> and they also... I... There was one weekend where my Pony League baseball team scored, yep. like, 60-something runs <laughs> to, like, I don't even know, to, like, three runs. Oh, that was a great weekend.
2: I think it also depends—I mean, it's always fun, but I think it also depends on the game. If it's a game you're expected to smoke the other team, that that's fun, you know, You know, pad the stats or whatever. But it also depends on the people you're playing against. Like, if somebody's still talking shit to you at a hockey game and you're up 8 nothing. You want to run the score up. And it's the same with every other sport. You know, there are times where, you you know, coaches may be like, hold up, but no, they're going to keep running their mouth and bury them. Yeah. I'm always of the
1: mindset of just keeping the foot on the pedal, Um, especially when it comes to playing the New England Patriots. So many teams don't keep their foot on the pedal and just keep just murdering them. They literally let them back in. So, yeah, score all you want. Um, the one thing is, if I have a ten-run lead in baseball, I don't let my players steal. That's my one rule. Well, we can mash homers off of them. I'm perfectly fine with that.
2: It, it's <laughs> so it's so awkward from the coaching perspective too. Like I know with like you can tell them not to steal, but like in hockey, it's like make three passes. But then they make three passes and they shoot and it still goes in. What do yeah. you do next? Like I had a kid this year. We beat a team. We mercy-ruled him 10 nothing, with 12 minutes still left in the second period. We smoked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My kids weren't trying to bury him. This team just wasn't that good. Our kid – one of my kids went down on a breakaway, made a move, had an empty net, shot it, and it was like trickling on the goal line. He went back to pull it out almost. Oh, now well. it had already gone in. The game was over. But it's like how do you – you can't coach at that
1: point. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, it's all. It almost gets to the point where you're like, just making fun of them for you know doing stuff like that. I don't know. It's it's always a weird scenario, but you know it was it was it was good for the Sabres. Certainly, uh, that was a that was something I didn't I uh, I didn't see coming. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, they've they've looked they've been up and down this year so far. Um, definitely a fringe playoff team,
2: possibly, but. Uh, yeah, it just matters when you get hot. It's like any other sport. Mm-hmm. What the was
1: other, uh, what was Goof the Goon supposed to do this week?
2: Uh the Penguins, and I would have loved to hear that as a Caps fan because well, I the, thought Penguins, the Penguins was last week. Did he do it last week? No. Right. So didn't we stick with the Penguins? Yeah, I thought we stuck with it. No. Yeah. I so. Oh uh, yeah, it might be Calgary. Well, cut, what, yeah. Well, either way, here Johnny Gaudreau's an absolute beast, and That's Calgary's a beast. sleeping giant. Don't 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 ignore them on the West Coast. They're they're pretty good. Um, the penguins, however, right now, are not doing so hot. And I'm sure when they come to town to play the capitals, I believe Wednesday, they'll all of a sudden turn into the the normal penguins that we all know and probably beat us. But it's nice to see them suffer a little bit,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, they're still second in the metro, but uh... I mean, everybody's second in the Metro right now, so.
2: <laughs> Well, and I mean, it, it's kind of... They're kind of like the Patriots, you know, mm-hmm. it, for hockey. it's It doesn't matter what seed they go into in the playoffs. If they're in there, know that there's a chance they're going to at least get to a conference final. And they usually do. Absolutely. Just like the Patriots. So, it, you know, for the NFL. Yeah.
1: And scoring is still up at like a 3.33 clip... Um it's just wild so far, and to segue to make a beautiful segue over into basketball um, scoring in that has been unreal as well. I've never seen so <laughs> many 140 point games. Um, it's absolutely nuts. Chunks is Giannis your uh,
0: MVP so far? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bucks obviously hot start. Um, mostly because Kevin Love's out for a month, right? Mostly because Kevin Love's out and like. Cavs have been subpar, i think. say. <laughs> uh, yeah, there,
1: If there's a, a different word you might need to use, <laughs> like way, like Arctic par.
0: <laughs> yeah, even Sam Decker's out for like two to four weeks now or something. <laughs> they, whew, It's going to be a long road for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But, yeah, you got to give it to Giannis. But there has been how many 50-point games already? Like, yeah. Three, four, yeah, and then Jamal Murray like, uh, shot that three to try to hit yeah. fifty, and Kyrie gets fined twenty five k for throwing the ball into the stands. So that Where was do like, you guys
2: stand on that? That whole thing. I was actually gonna bring that up. I him trying to hit that at the end. I'm all yeah, for it,
0: honestly. I know it's something you don't do.
2: Get it, your
1: it, it's a it's fifty, like. If you get a chance, go to 50. It doesn't matter
0: if you have to shoot a 35 foot jumper to
2: when the shot doesn't matter at the end of the game, you don't. Well know. then, what let me throw this out there as devil devil's advocate. What's the difference between that and keeping the pedal down and running up the score? Why does it matter if he does that at the end of the game? He's just running it up.
0: Yeah, and that's like with when it comes to basketball that historically is like or something you don't do that is a big rule like there have been fights over that all the time everybody knows that for basketball I mean Kyrie was dumb for throwing the ball into the stands like there's no reason for him to do that but that's just something you don't do if you're Jamal Murray
1: yeah it's, it's definitely a tough look I mean I still think that he should do it just fine but uh yeah no I definitely get the precedence um well, that being said, Jamal Murray was a former Big Blue Nation, um, and they're setting off today day against uh, Duke here in a little bit, um, which should be one of the most highly anticipated games that I've seen in years. Um, Zion, RJ Barrett, um, Taki's got a full load of people. Um, it's Yeah, it should be a, a pretty crazy day. I'm so glad college basketball's back um, for me. It's my number two sport behind MLB, um, so yeah, we'll be talking quite a bit of uh, college basketball uh, coming up, but I do also want to say, I got a text today, uh, well, the ESPN alert, that saying, you know, Miles Bridges threw down a, a huge slam. I'm like, what did Michigan State do? And I was like, oh, yeah, he, he's now in the NBA, so yeah. it kind of it broke my heart a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Michigan State's down to Kansas right now, and Kansas... Kansas is gonna be a powerhouse. This Kansas, oh shit, they're they're Quint, thick. Quentin Grimes, Grimes has been awesome so far, and Azabuki, like, he was really good in the tournament, but he had like that big brace on his leg, and it made him like look a little slower and all. But he's oh, he's a man out there, like, he can oh, grab boards. It's board. just
1: so crazy seeing these teams, and it's like there's such a difference between those top. Five or six teams compared to the rest of the the league there because there are some absolute men on those teams. Um, yeah, and Kansas will be a force to be reckoned with again until Bill Self comes down for uh, Adidas uh, interference. <laughs> uh, don't don't let that get in the way. So, do we have any predictions for?
0: Uh, let's do some Final Four predictions. Oof. What are we thinking? I'm going Duke. I gotta put Duke in there, um, even though they are young, which will definitely prove yeah. to be a problem all year. That didn't work for Kent Can- or Kentucky last year. Yeah, you know? yeah, but I'll I'll give it to Duke, Kansas, maybe Tennessee. To be honest, I really like Tennessee this year, and I don't I don't see North Carolina or Villanova staying that high. Really? Yeah, I I'm expecting a down year for Villanova. Definitely, I do like. May for North Carolina, but I don't. I don't think they're all they're cracked up to be. You think Michigan has a chance? Honestly, I don't. I don't love the talent Michigan has. They're very. They don't have any star power. To be honest, they they have a lot of grinders, but we lost Mo Wagner. Obviously, you still got Jordan Poole, though, right? Still got Jordan Poole. He he's a bigger personality than he is an actual player. I mean, that shot was huge, uh, in the tournament last year but you know xavier simpson's good but he's a grinder not a great shooter duncan robinson was our big shooter last year i think they'll be good they'll be a top 25 team all year they'll make the tournament and everything but i don't see him going far again but that's the thing with john beeline coach teams you, they're always going to be disciplined they're always going to be well coached and they'll be solid on defense so they'll always have a shot but that fourth team is tough for me to just pick one this early Nevada? Nevada? Those Martin twins, man. They're really good. I I might have to stick with Kentucky. <laughs> oh.
1: Click, you got a uh, Final Four prediction?
2: Yeah, UNBC. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so Duke, I think, is a, a no-brainer. Um, and you guys know how much I watch college basketball. Uh, Kansas. Yeah. I, I did, when I was looking at it this week, I, I do like Nevada, Salton. The other one that I liked was Gonzaga, possibly, um, but we'll see. I'd love to. I'm just hoping that Maryland gets into maybe the Sweet 16, because that that's really that would make me happy just to be in the area. Yeah, I um, I think
1: that uh, for me, uh, it's gonna be so hard for people to beat Duke. Um, I can't wait to watch them in a little bit, actually. It sucks because they're going to be so much fun to watch. It's going to be
0: cool. Like, you have to like Duke this year. It sucks. Yeah.
1: It's nuts. I mean, so I have them in. Um, actually, I'm going to have Kansas get upset in the Sweet 16.
0: Okay.
1: So watch out for that. I'm already predicting that. <laughs> um, I got Nevada. Uh, I do like Hachimura for... Um, Freaking zaga there mm. uh, but I'm, I'm riding it baby cuse cuse is going back to the final yeah. four
0: i, I didn't want to say it because it's a homer pick but man i i like him this year oh, oh
1: i like him too. i'm gonna get so let down I mean, you know,
0: like, <laughs> we're gonna I'm be gonna on the bubble we're talk. always on the bubble
1: <laughs> cardiac cuse baby there's nothing like it um but no they're my number three and then i, I think nova's gonna get back to it um Jay Wright is just a phenomenal coach. For me, I think he's the best coach in the nation. Um, he doesn't have the sort of um, recruiting reach that that Coach K and Calipari has and still is able to make great players, great college basketball players, um, rather than just NBA products. So I could see them coming back. I could see them winning back-to-back. So... Um, yeah, it's going to be a great season. I I can't wait. Favorite time of the year, Christmas time. You guys start listening to Christmas music.
2: No, get I. I was talking <laughs> about you the other day to somebody. You Looney Tune for all you people, all you guys that are listening. My freshman year in college, November first, <laughs> it started. And I love I love Rudolph just as much as the next guy, but. God by the end of it, I was. <laughs> you can only hear so many different variations, right?
1: Hey, there's so much more now. It's unbelievable.
2: Oh my god! I, I haven't Pentatonix started yet,
0: off. but everybody is because everybody's just within the Ariana Grande right now. It's It's all I oh, yeah. heard around here. It's so annoying.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's chunks is hot in the streets. Yeah, hot um, in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Christmas is in full effect in the Davis house. <laughs> uh, already had the rations, the uh, the Christmas tree cakes, so it's it's a great time. They okay, rant. Oh, uh, here we go. Real quick, here, here we, go. we go. I went to Wegman's last night, and I was I was you know going around, and then I was like, oh man, uh, I wonder if they got any Christmas tree cakes. So I go, and they only have this one devoted aisle to like the little Debbie seasonal stuff. Uh, not even an aisle; it's just a little thing, and. So they've got the like the wafers that are that they have the christmas tree wax on it gross I'm not going to deal with those. Um they have the the ho ho ones with it no like, no nah, nah. christmas tree cakes there's the only thing that that I want. The only christmas tree cakes that they had was like holiday spiced. Like I don't want holiday spice. there's nothing wrong with just a vanilla christmas tree cake. I need the vanilla there cuz the spice would Outweigh the golden sprinkle, or not the golden, the green sprinkles on top. It would screw everything up. So no, I'm not going to spend three dollars on a goddamn holiday spice Christmas tree cake. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, and that's Caden's rant for the week.
2: Do, 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 do. We
1: we got to get some music for that. We got to get
2: that couple- just happened. <laughs> and and fair warning to all listeners: the Christmas rants will grow. Yeah, they're they're coming as we get closer. <laughs> more pet peeves will be spoken about, and I will guarantee you ninety nine percent of them, at least until December, will come from one individual on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe in December, chunks of me and Goof may have some input, but at this point in time, Sultan is leading the way.
1: I uh, like things particular, baby. Um, let's uh, let's move on to a little football talk. Um, so, I went to the the Bills game this weekend, and I don't think I really watched a football game to be honest with you. Um, I've never seen anybody, even in like life, get as many chances as Nathan Peterman has had. Um, I thought last year when he threw all those interceptions in the first half that he would never throw an NFL football
0: ever again and now he's he's probably going to start again this week. There's something he is doing like within the Bills organization that they just love. Like there's got to be. I don't I don't know what the answer is. Although he threw three picks and like how one was a pick 6 right and mm-hmm. his uh QBR went up. Like <laughs> it doesn't make any damn sense.
1: Something with the numbers there just there is really weird, but yeah, the Bills have the three worst quarterbacks by quarterback rating um, this year. Uh, obviously, with Nathan Peterman being about half as good as Derek Anderson even is. Um, we might see some Matt Barkley time this week. Who knows? I'm surprised they haven't cut Peterman yet, but are they getting
0: Sam Bradford? <laughs> they would have to pay his salary. <laughs>
2: They should just call somebody up from the UB football team at this rate. Like, yeah. it's just I, – I mean, I, Chunks is right. Like, what is he doing to, like, maintain a starting job? It's just so funny, too, because so many Bills fans
1: at the game, you know, afterwards were just saying, you know, that first pick wasn't his fault and, uh, you know, it bounced yeah. off of the receiver's hands. Like, get it to the receiver. Like, it bounced off his hands because it was a shitty throw. Like – you can't give him this much, you know, leeway. He's a trash quarterback.
0: It's pretty Absolutely. amazing right. though that these Bills fans are sticking with him because I saw a ton of those takes, okay. and it's been this far. Like he's thrown how many interceptions, and a lot of Bills fans are still backing him up, which
2: doesn't make a it's lot of the sense. The
1: weirdest, weirdest thing that I've ever seen.
2: But what do you? I mean, at this point, why not? Honestly. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're is, gonna do something just just go all in and one thing that we know about Bill's mafia is they are a hundred percent all in whether it's jumping through tables yeah. or whatever like at this point just buy into the guy like whatever
1: um sidebar jumping through tables there was a tailgate that was near us that had a table um, and they had to they had to jump on it four times in order to even break the table <laughs> I was
2: so hoping you said you ran over oh I wanted to we forgot our table. We forgot a goddamn table. I God It's like the number one thing you bring to yeah. that particular tail well, to a tailgate in general, but especially that. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, that was uh that was an oversight on my part, certainly. Um but yeah, I, I think with Peterman, you honestly kinda have to start him for the rest of the season because you want to be a trash team for the rest of the season. Yeah, so I mean just don't, offensive line
0: Yeah, don't don't let Josh Allen get hurt anymore. Like let Nathan Peterman ride it out. Get a good pick. Say, season's over. Whatever. We're used to it by now. And yeah. Hope for the best.
1: Yeah. Go offensive lineman one. Um. And then wide receiver second round. There. Um. The let's take it, things a little bit south in uh in Baltimore. A little tough loss
2: there for your for your Ravens, huh? You know, I think I said before we're like the the best average team in the world. And we're about 500 since we won the Super Bowl. Um, it's a tough loss, but you kind of learn to accept it. Um, you know, talking about the Bills before we talk about the Ravens always makes me feel better um, because it could be that bad. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. There needs to be a a lot of reflecting, and and you know, over our bye week, people are calling for hard ball in Flacco's head and. They all want Lamar in, who is a hundred percent not ready to yeah. start in the NFL. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, it's not over yet. If we lose to Cincinnati in two weeks, then it's pretty much over. But if we can beat Cincinnati and then hopefully beat Oakland, maybe you know there's a way that we can get some help from other teams and you know hit the second wild card. But you know. It, it's kind of expected now. Second and 20 on the two-yard line. Big Ben's out of the game for a play, and Dobbs hits a 20-yard pass. Yeah. And Eric Weddle said the reason he didn't – he said something along the lines of, like, he was, he was covering it too well. That's why he wasn't prepared to, like, what probably would have been a pick. Mm. So I'm going to support him. I'm going to back him. Um, but it's, it, it's ebbs and flows with us. We don't are, really
0: – Are the Steelers a real deal? Oh, I think they are.
2: I think, I honestly think that they're, the, I think they're legit.
0: Is James Conner the real
2: deal? I don't, for this year, for now, yes. But I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I don't want to complete, they're not, this isn't necessarily apples to apples, but look at Alex Collins for us last year. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was saying, I mean, he was killing it. Haha, Seahawks, screw you, we got him, which was great. But Lamar Jackson has the longest run for the Ravens right now, not Collins. And that's, you know, like 20, 20, 22 yards. So for now he's legit, but I'll be curious to see what happens when, if Bell reports back in eight days or whatever the deadline is. And I think they just tell him to dress in street clothes because at this point he's, you know, he should be dead to them. Without a doubt. Uh, Chunks, what do you think on James (laughs) Conner? Yeah, it's ha- it's
0: always hard to gauge a running back after one season, especially in a season where he was like thrust into the position and it was mm-hmm. kind of do good. This is our only option here. After losing, like it's hard to fill a guy like Le'Veon Bell's shoes, obviously, but to do it the way he has, with he's honestly been better with like stat lines than Le'Veon Bell has had with all the carries he's had over the years. It's just going to be weird because Le'Veon Bell has to come back, right? He, I, I think there's a port he left Miami, so he should be returning. It's just going to be a weird situation. I don't, I don't know what their like relationship is right now between the two. It's kind of good for Le'Veon because Le'Veon wanted less carries. James Connors come in <laughs> and he's done the job. It's definitely too early to say he's a real deal or he's a future or anything because it's just impossible with these running backs.
1: The one thing that I like with a lot of running backs, and Connor definitely fits the bill as well, is just their versatility as receivers because you need to be able to catch the ball in this new NFL. Yeah, that's the NFL um, now.
0: With,
1: with Gurley, with Kamara, with Barkley, and Connor's starting to do that too. He had seven catches against the uh, the Ravens there, 56 yards. wasn't too much, but he also had a touchdown with that. Um but he's averaging about four or five um, receptions a game. Um, Let's see that up a little bit. Like Barkley's doing like nine or ten catches a game, which is crazy. But I think that you need to rebrand yourself as sort of a – receiving running back in order to really make an impact in this day uh, day and age Uh, but speaking of receiving
0: running backs were you guys able to catch the uh new orleans la game this week yeah that was a wild game it was just whoever could make a stop to be honest those offenses are just so high powered both of them yeah that uh that michael thomas
1: celebration so many people were saying it's selfish because he got a uh um
0: a flag for it
1: but You've got to do that. Like that's an amazing, amazing celebration to bring back. Um, I'm all for bringing back those celebrations, man. Uh, Randy Moss mooning. Um, <laughs> they brought back the goddamn Dallas, uh, the TO on the um, on the star there, like. How how did who choose who chose this week to be like retro week <laughs> in the NFL? Um but that was really cool. So I, I wish I couldn't watch it because we were coming back from the Bills game, but I was following it on my phone and um your boy has Michael Thomas in like every single league, so your boy got like fifty-one points across the board. I stomped Goof. Like it was unbelievable. Like he couldn't even go home. He had to go drive around for a little bit just to like cry. <laughs> it was that big of a deal um but yeah no that that's what football should be like like i wish i could have just flew down to new orleans um
0: that that was the best game of the season so far if you ask me
1: without a doubt and i went to the worst one in buffalo (laughs) (laughs)
0: um
1: let's finish up with a little uh mlb talk um it's the it's the off season now. We were we were taping when the Red Sox won um, last time. So
2: <laughs> yeah. So this
1: is the this is the first episode since then.
2: Um, Let's go over the MVP. That was perfect after what we were talking about last week.
1: <laughs> it's like Steve Pierce. Even when he's not even facing the Yankees, is a Yankee killer. I'm sure a lot of Yankees fans died after he. Uh, was was named MVP for that uh, World Series there. Um, To have JBJ and fucking Steve Pierce be the MVPs of the goddamn playoffs is just mind-boggling, and (laughs) I I still don't think they're a good team, but they won the fucking World Series.
0: Here's what I'll say about the Red Sox is that they were one of the best timely hitting teams I've ever seen. They made the... Big hits when they needed them. They put runners on when they needed them, and they pitched well and played defense when they needed it. They were, they weren't particularly like, really even that exciting. I mean, obviously JD mashing homers all year, and it's a lot. Mookie Betts is a generational player, but what really won them is just simple baseball, like just doing the right things at the right time and. I mean, you Honestly, give that you're, to
1: you're totally right about that, I think. Um, is so many so many teams just, you know, hit home runs and then uh try to try to move around the base pass, but it's that two out play, it's that um, you know, advancing runners in scoring position that are going to win you these championships, and that's exactly what happened. Um Jackie Bradley Jr. was unstoppable with two outs. It was unbelievable. I mean, I know he only got maybe six or seven hits for the whole playoffs, but every single one of them seemed to be on two outs. Yeah, Like, there was a wherewithal with that team that was just unstoppable, even though I, I mean, yeah, Mookie's an MVP. Um, JD's really, really good. I think DD's better than Xander. Um, And the rest of the team, I think, is all right. Um, but they, they really knew how you know to get things done. And I, I actually put a lot of credit in Cora. Um, I think that he was a you know absolute breath of fresh air with that team, and it's it's going to be a great rivalry over the next uh, next couple of years there. That being said. Let's move on to a little off-season talk um, since we haven't had Bronx Chester in a little while. And I don't know when it's coming back, but hopefully it'll come back very soon. Um, let's talk a little bit of the the news that happened today. Uh, CC is back on a one-year, $8 million deal. Pretty low low risk, low risk like medium reward. Um, he came back... He. He had an up and down season last year, but you can't you can't teach that uh, leadership that he has. You know, um, that's always a big thing to have. Uh, what do you think on the CC and, and Gardner deals there, chunks?
0: Yankees fans will never hate like bringing back CC and Gardner. I think they could stay for five more years, and we'd still be like, all right, those are our leaders. You know, they're they're just backbones, and it's never gonna hurt having them on the team. Like because we'll always just all down there playing like appearances and they'll still be able to help out on the side so uh, yeah i mean i'm fine with one year eight mil that that seems reasonable for cc for everything he's done click do
1: you think how, how important is it to have that consistent
0: presence
2: in a locker room it, it, i think it's why a lot of players in a lot of sports remain past their prime to be honest with you i mean i I give you a good example, not to bring it back to hockey, but when we re-signed Brooks Orpik this year, he won the Cup with us, but he was there because he'd been there before, and we brought him back. And I think that applies for CC and Garner. As well. They've been through it all. Whether you're a rookie, you're five years in, whatever, you can go to these guys. Um, you know, I think a lot of them at one point may have led through their play, but now they get take more of a mentor role for these younger players um across the board and I think that I mean you're learning from the best regardless of of what team and how you feel about them it's you can't it it's invaluable yeah I think I think it's
1: almost as important as you know being you know truly talented in your prime um, being there you know having two or three players that have been there as long as they have sets a really good base foundation to have the you know team not get too high or not get too low? They sort of ride that equilibrium and create a really good strong basis that that a lot of great teams have. Uh, JD was a part of that with with the um, the Red Sox this year. Uh, so and Steve Pierce, um, you know, honestly, <laughs> was a little bit of that too. Uh, Steve up. Pierce for president. Uh, Chris Sale uh, was another one there. Um, no,
0: I- it is kind of similar to having like. Pedroia still around on the Red Sox, you know, yeah. just a guy who's been around. didn't it that works.
1: infuriates me. That infuriates me that he gets a goddamn ring, it's even though he didn't do anything for them. Very
0: upsetting. Year. Very upsetting. But we'll try to save a little bit of the hate for Bronchester <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll set it aside. <laughs> but I, it's good for guys like Aaron Judge who will be in this leader role, but he doesn't have to completely take it over yet, you know. Like he still has Brett Gardner there to rely on and CC to rely on, so it's really just kind of like a training program for these younger guys. I mean, we there's two AL Rookie of the Year finalists on the Yankees, and it's just more guys to learn from and grow.
2: And that's, I think, that's also, you know, on top of all that, it's it's on and off the field. It's learning how to be a good pro. You know, we we've all played sports at various different levels. You, the odds are you've you know, whether it was in high school, there was a senior that you kind of had that relationship with and they taught you how to like, well, then it wasn't necessarily being a good pro, but like you'll learn tips and tricks on how to kind of survive in the world you were currently in. And I think, especially when you play for the Yankees or the Red Sox in a high pressure city where failure is not tolerated, um, you know, you need to learn that. I mean, I, that's it's a lot on someone's shoulders at any point, let alone when you're, Early 20s.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, and I know you're talking about um, the AL Rookie of the Year candidates. Uh, so far, uh, Anduhar's won one and Cho has won the other um, in terms of like the fan voting or the player voting and things like that. So we'll see. Um, I think this week. If either one uh, takes that home, so we're repping our boy Andujar. I know uh, Goof says it's going to be Shohei, but we'll, we'll see how that turns up. Um, but let's go to some other uh, off-season news. Um, and to, to segue this, Click looks like a B-rate Harper right
2: now. I didn't Bryce, I even noticed that. Yeah, look at
1: that. Again, yeah, yeah, looking fancy. Um, Bryce yeah. Harper is now on his uh, social media fast, so he's not going to be on social media probably until he. Uh, says where he's going. Where do you guys think uh Bryce Harper's gonna end up?
0: For me, I thought all year it's gonna be the Cubs. It seemed like I'm pretty sure his dog's name is like Wrigley or something. Yeah. It it seemed like a solid fit for him, like a superstar on a big market team that could use an outfielder like that. I d I don't I know you see him fitting in with the Yankees. I don't I don't see it as a top landing spot for him. Like, what do you think for Bryce Harper
2: my gut says and I don't know why he's just gonna end up with the Yankees <laughs> I just feel like that's like inevitable um but I'd probably say the same thing about for Machado that of the Phillies um there's another part of me that thinks maybe he wants to go to the West Coast Angels could be an interesting fit if but again money has to line up trout and Harper on the same team wouldn't be bad I'm sure trout would be happy to have is somebody, somebody else. <laughs> I, I think that would be really, really cool. I, I don't think it's likely, but I no, think it'd be cool it's to see. So what I've heard so
1: far, what what a lot of people have been saying is that San Francisco um, will be a likely spot for them. I've also been hearing that the White Sox are going to go for both Machado and um, Harper. So that'll be an interesting dynamic if they're able to pull that off. But like, he, like I've been saying, Harper is going to play first base. In
0: pinstripes. she's not playing first in the base in pinstripes. Games. It's not going to happen.
1: Absolutely. It's going to be amazing. We're going to trade Luke Voigt at his height of uh, his popularity there uh, for uh, Kluber. And it's going to be amazing. No. Uh, um,
0: yeah, that, that doesn't work out.
1: <laughs> I that's, that's my dream. That's what's going to happen. But in all actuality, he's going to end up with the Giants. Um, and actually, I'll be I'll be fine with that. I like the Giants. Um, I, I always like to have them in the in the conversation in the in the NL West. Um, as Yankee fans, we don't really like the Dodgers that much. Um, so it'll be interesting to see him uh, don the orange over there. Uh, there's there's zero percent chance he goes back to the Nationals though. No, that's not, not
0: happening. <laughs> it's not happening.
1: Which never made any sense why they didn't trade him this year because you could they could offer him five hundred million dollars and he was never going to go back. Yeah. Um, Charles, where do you think Machado will
0: end up? Part of me thinks back with the Dodgers. Really?
1: Yes. He did have a really great postseason. With with a little bit of a, a mean streak in him, I guess, uh throughout the postseason. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back. Um it seems everybody's been saying, like uh like Cook was saying, that Phillies will probably end up with him, but uh
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, we'll we'll see as things go along. I also think he's gonna end up with the Yankees, but uh I think it's gonna be a monster year for the Yankees. Like I just something about they've been they've been waiting for this year. Like, why wouldn't they just go and go nuts? Well, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an amazing, amazing uh, off season here. I just wanted to get started. Like, somebody signed somebody. Let's yeah. let's get ready to go. Um, hot stove. There's nothing like it. So for the next week, there we've got week ten in football. Um, let's take a look at the schedule. We've got a crazy one out in. Uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the uh the Bills are headed to play the New York Jets, uh, which might actually be the worst played football game of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah, Sam Sam Darnold sucks, by the way. Yeah. Let's put that in there. Right Here's now. the
1: thing. So many people want to sit down Sam Darnold. It's like he's a rookie quarterback. If you already have him in, you have to keep him in. You yeah. can't take him you back can't out you can't back out of that. That's like I it doesn't make any sense. You can you can take out an incumbent and put in the rookie but you can't take the rookie back out once you put him in. That makes no goddamn sense.
0: Yeah, just you hand him the keys. It's his team now. Let him yeah. fi- let him figure it out.
1: I don't care how bad he sucks. You know, it's it's the first year. You got to let him develop. But yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. What do you guys think? Who's who's gonna end up with the uh, with the unlikely victory in that?
0: I'm gi- I'm giving it to Bills this week. It's it's time.
1: What do you think, Clint?
2: I, you know i am gonna i'm gonna go with the bills too oh, I, I don't yeah. know why I just like it's inevitable right like it, eventually something it, the winds have to change so i'm, I'm gonna go with uh, chunks on this one let's make go it a it.
1: clean sweep I like it let's go with buffalo yes i love it <laughs> let's see what else do we got for good games it seems like pretty shitty games this week
0: well there's always the Philadelphia, Dallas.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we'll FFC probably East. have to talk about Philly and Dallas if we want to be on ESPN someday. We got to talk about the NFC East. Um, yeah, Dallas and Philly chunks. Who you got?
2: Philadelphia. Okay, Philadelphia cool. at, at home. Yeah, I'm gonna go Philly at home
1: too. Yeah, Dallas is a trash organization. Philly's gonna stop them. Um,
2: that kind. Get what that Giants Niners back. game looks good too.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mullins. Mullins my guy. Oh, Carolina at Pittsburgh actually will be a really good Thursday night game. Let's go, Newton. Yeah. You ride Newton all the way. Uh Chunks, who you got in that game?
0: Yeah, they're both kinda riding pretty high right now, but I I'll go with Pittsburgh. I'll go with Pittsburgh on that one. See what happens with uh Levy on like kinda in the corner of the screen coming on. Yeah.
1: I'll take Carolina, and I'm not sure what the line is, but um, I'm assuming it'll probably be an upset. Yeah, they're they're four point dogs, so yeah, I think that they'll uh, they'll win it straight up. Cam Newton's definitely having a resurgent year, uh, not as good as his MVP year, obviously, but um, he's got the weapons to make things happen. So yeah, I got the I got the Panthers in that game, but uh, it'll be a fun week once again, college. College basketball is back this week, so soak it in while you can. It's going to be an amazing uh, season. Kansas has already beat Michigan State. Uh, Syracuse already got a dub. Uh, Duke-UK starts at 10 o'clock tonight, so it's going to be a lot of fun. What are you guys looking forward to in this week in sports?
0: Michigan State, Ohio State's a big game. But, yeah, it's got to be college basketball. But real quick, college football playoff top 25 just came out. Alabama won, obviously. Clemson, two. Notre Dame three, Michigan four, like we thought.
1: So, next week, it might be next week or the week after that, we need to get into a full, and it might be like the whole podcast, an argument, if Alabama loses, what the hell happens? Because... I have to I have to yell at somebody about this. So uh, we're going to save that for next podcast because it's going to be – I'm going to fight somebody. I might just find somebody and punch them. Um, Click, what are you looking forward to for the next week in sports?
2: Uh, first, let me start out with something here. I, I did want to sadly mention that my okras lost to the University of <laughs> West Georgia um, this past week. Uh, still, we got one double in the season. Um, but, uh, on the 10th, we got Mississippi college. Um, you know, it's, it looks, it's going to be an away game, but we're going to see if we can, uh, we can actually, it's a home game. So we'll see if we can do it for the home team there. Um, as far as this week, you know, it's the Ravens bye week, but I'm going to be paying attention to the Panthers game. Um, but the Steelers, and also I need the saints to help us out a little bit playing the Bengals. Um, fingers crossed. Um, I, I think the Steelers are going to win, but hopefully Cam can pull it out. And then, you know, caps, pens tomorrow night, um, regardless of the time of year. Yeah, regardless of the time of year, um, you know, it's just like the Ravens-Steelers. It's nice. I just get to dislike one city um, as far as sports is concerned. And it's always fun. And the last time uh, we played each other, it was kind of a gong show. Neither goalie played well. It was like six five, seven five, 5 7-5, whatever. So looking forward to that. Has there been any talk in the hockey community? So I know that ESPN has been able
1: to grab a couple of, of hockey games and be able to broadcast. Has there
2: been any talk about them? No, I haven't heard anything, and I just don't think it's likely to happen. I just I don't think the NHL's – I mean, I guess if there's enough money involved, anything's possible, right? Um, I just don't think that the relationship with ESPN and the NHL is there really anymore. Um, I'm loving, and I know we talked about maybe on the very first podcast. I'm loving these Wednesday nights, yeah, um, on NBC. It's for a hockey nut like me. It's um, it's incredible. Um, just to have it game after game. It's 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 kind of like you know college football on Saturday. It's just back to back constantly. You get to watch something, so it's fun.
1: Well, hopefully by the end of the season, I'll be able to get down and. Uh and catch a Caps game with you, and we can uh, we can produce some content for it.
2: Oh yeah, well you got to bring Goof, and if we time it right, maybe we get you know, that man chunks there as well. To oh uh, you got to bring Jensen. It's not fun if Jensen's not there. You <laughs> know. Him and I can just go at it the whole time. He uh, told
1: me every single time we call him for this, he's on the shitter. So uh, <laughs> we, we don't ever want that. Um, oh god. Yeah, so this week for me is going to be all about um, awards coming out. Make sure, really hope Andrew Har wins. Um, I don't think Shohei deserves it, but we'll get into that round again. Um, and hopefully the offseason starts to trickle up now that the GM meetings are here. Um, different than the winter meetings, though. The winter meetings are where the real things happen, so it might take a little bit in order for things to happen. JD Martinez didn't even sign until mid-February last year, so we could be in for a long one. We could be in for some uh, signings before Thanksgiving, so who knows? Um, but like I
2: said earlier in the podcast complete sidebar um if you guys are looking for christmas presents if anybody listening feel free to get me some uh, okra swag that's uh delta state university i will rock that every podcast with no issue um so Chance, can you send
1: our podcast to delta state just that last little snippet maybe or yeah. something
0: like that. yeah will, let's get I will that, that out there send it to my uh my connections at Delta State.
2: So. You know, Trunks knows everybody, man. Um, so, you know, hopefully, we can get some swag. Um, and, you know, just, just thought but, I'd throw that out there. As okay, we okay, were, we're gonna find fi- we're gonna find
1: the Delta State like Facebook page, like Twitter, and just blow them up. Yep. You <laughs> like send us swag, send us swag. Um, hey, we're all we're all fried or fighting okras now. Fighting Um. So, like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, be on the lookout over the next couple of weeks um, between video content, um, new interviews, uh, great things are scheduled here in the, in the upcoming week. Um, I'm really, really excited about. Yeah, so I lost my train of thought. But we can cut that out. <laughs> um, for your I don't boy, think we clip, should. For your boy, Chunks, this is the Sultan. I will see you next week. Peace. Stay safe.